I'm Nicole McCants, a psychologist turned business coach for psychotherapists. It was not long ago when I was in solo private practice, seeing way too many clients feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. In 2016, when I became pregnant with twins, I knew I had to scale to a group practice because I couldn't keep working that much. I was sick of hitting the ceiling in my income and knew that the only way to make more money and help more people was expanding my practice. In three short years, I was able to scale it to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. Once I was able to reach that goal, I had to take it to my peers. I'm here to teach you how to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. We didn't learn anything about business in graduate school, so I created the Business Savvy Therapist podcast, where I share easy to implement, business and marketing strategies so you can help more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Business Savvy Therapist. I have a treat for you today. Today, we are talking about the thing that you're probably not doing, the thing that's going to set you apart from the rest, and it is email marketing. And my favorite part is that it is free. Welcome to the show. We have a marketing expert here, Heather Jensen. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk about email marketing and the powerful tool it can be in their marketing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you because I love that you just work with therapists. So maybe walk them through who you are, what you do. Definitely. So um, I own Therapy Marketing Solutions and I am a story brand certified guide have been in marketing for quite a while. Actually started out as as doing websites and then this question came up like what do you put on websites? How should I be talking to my ideal clients? How should I be communicating with them? All those questions started to come up and that led me to story brand and creating content. And then through that my journey is kind of a personal one too. I have a son who is high functioning autism, who has high functioning autism and you know, we've done, we've worked with a lot of therapists in different fields. And that kind of led to this passion where I'm like, I'm spending a lot of time with them, you know, kind of getting to know them, seeing them struggle in their businesses. And I'm like, wait a second, maybe mm-hmm. I can help. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so sad that we learn nothing about business in graduate school. And it's a shame because there's amazing therapists out there that are struggling and they just need to learn a few things and could be busy and show their skills to the world and shine. Okay, let's jump right in. My first question is, when it comes to emails, why bother sending them? Walk the therapist through why do they need to actually send emails? Why is that important? Yeah. So I think one of the first questions actually, are emails even effective? I get a lot of people are like, no one reads email anymore. It's not really effective. I would argue they are. And I have sources that say uh, as well. HubSpot, which is a CRM, um, it helps you to collect leads and things like that, has actually done a couple studies over the last couple years. One of the things that's crazy to me is that one of the first things that people do in the morning before they get up, before they get on social media, is look at their email. So... You could, you know, if that's the first thing they're looking at, then obviously email is working. Email is still effective. Yeah. The great thing about email marketing is often it can be 
a one and done for the most part. You create your email series, your emails funnel, and then you go back and review it every six months to a year to make sure that you're staying on target. So leverage. It's not something that you have to do again and again and again. Right. And I'd like you to talk about what that means, like the whole automation, because there's two ways to send emails. You can do it where there's a one-off where you actually do create it from scratch and send it, or you can create like a nurture sequence. So I, I'm surprised by that stat. I would think that most people check social media when they wake up, but I will say that when I'm sitting at my computer and I'm checking my email, I'm in a different state than I am checking social media. And I'm more likely to take action and I'm more focused because I'm I'm at my computer. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there's so much research that email works when it comes to at least building trust. And maybe you can speak a little bit about a nurture email versus a sales email. What does that even mean, nurture? Yeah, there are different kinds of emails. And like you mentioned before, there's, you know, obviously replying to someone that, you know, just a one-off quick little message. Hey, I see that you're interested in therapy. But then there's these other sequences. One is a sales email and the other is a nurture. A sales email is really, and I know everyone just cringe inwardly because I said the word sales, right? (laughs) (laughs) But a sales email isn't, sales don't have to be icky. And so it's not that way. It's really building that relationship. Mm-hmm. It starts off with uh, creating some kind of lead magnet or lead generator. That is a way to collect an email is a lead magnet. And so first off, you're you're delivering something of value. You're saying, hey, here's the free or here's the whatever that we're giving you. And then you can then you start to build this relationship with them. There's five to six emails in a sales email series, whereas a nurture is a long-term strategy. Nurture campaigns can be done in a in a longer time frame where a sales would be a sales would be you send an email every two to three days or the frequency would be closer together. Once you get to the nurture, then you're kind of saying, Do we send once a week, once every two weeks, once a month? That's really based on uh, how often someone's going to be utilizing a service. Right. Now, I just got to jump in because these therapists are very busy. They have about 10 hats on. They have the CEO hat, the supervisor hat, the therapist hat, the mom hat, the wife hat, the daughter hat, the, the son hat, all the hats, right? And so because I talk to them all the time, they're like, Nicole... I could send one email a month. I want you guys to know that's a really great place to start. At least have your people hear from you and and land in their inbox and be top of mind. And then during the winter blues, they're like, oh, you know, I hate March or January. I, I'm so sick of, I want to put my sandals back on. And then you pop up. Now talk a little bit about high value because I think that's really key is that these emails are helping me. If I'm struggling, I'm getting value from these emails and that's sending me closer to booking with that therapist. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said before, it's building that relationship It's creating something of value. So the emails that you send, you want them to be common questions that they ask, common, you know, the things that you hear all the time in therapy, those common, you know, pain points, that's really what you want those emails to be about. They don't have to be long. 
especially when it comes to the nurture, a paragraph is all we're talking about. And I'm a big believer in repurposing content. And so the content that you're creating for social media can also be the content that you're adding to your email nurture sequence. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. Yes. And when I was at my clinic, I actually had my admin do this. Uh, We would take a blog, make it into a social media post, make it into an email in different ways. You just repurpose it a little bit. And the great thing is, is the admin can take it and just put it in your email platform, whatever one you use. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can delegate it to someone. I mean, create bullet points, talking points and be like, Hey, can you just give this some, breathe some life into it? You know, Mm -hmm. write some sentences about this. Chat GPT is a great tool to use to help you get going. I'm always, I'm a fan of any kind of technology. So utilize it. Yeah. Now, when I said platform, maybe speak a little bit about, let's say the therapist listening is like, okay, you know what? I can start with one. I'll get my admin to do it. I have lots of thoughts. And therapist listening, I notice themes in my therapy and that's what I wrote my emails about. So if you're like, oh gosh, what are the questions? Just ask yourself or go over your supervision notes for that month. It's like, oh wow, okay. Everyone tends to be talking about this right now. Perfect. Because I'm going to lean into that, you know, what people are struggling with, but what do they do next? They know what to write about. They know, you know, that it's important. How do they actually do it? Yeah, that is so good. So there are different tools out there with in creating automation so that you're not literally sending emails from your inbox. That's not what we're talking about at all. There are several different tools like ConvertKit. I actually really prefer MailerLite. It's very user-friendly. What is it called? MailerLite? I have to spell that because if not, I'm like, I swear I'm not talking about the beer, guys. <laughs> okay. It is M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E. Okay. Great tool. It is really easy to use. It's actually free up to, I don't know what the number is. Last I checked, it was like up to the first mm-hmm. 1,000, 1,500 people that you have subscribed. So I'm always a fan of free tools. And then it's just user-friendly. I've worked with a lot of different tools that, I mean, you could get, you're spending hours learning how to use it. Yes, exactly. Amazing. I'll put both links in both names that you said. I also, what are your thoughts about MailChimp? What I like about MailChimp is that it actually integrates with JNAP. And I talk a lot about JNAP, the practice management software. So Jane collects some of the emails without doing a lead magnet, just people who have landed or interested in booking. And then you can send it from MailChimp. What are your thoughts of that platform? Yeah, I do love MailChimp as well. MailChimp has been one of the first that were, that really came out. It has grown and evolved. So there are definitely ways to just, I mean, it's so powerful. There's so much you can do on MailChimp, but for what you need, you just need a small portion of it. Okay. Hey, have you heard about my free three-day live course? It's called How to Build a Seven-Figure Group Practice That Runs Without You. Day one, you'll learn the one thing you need to scale. Day two, you'll learn the two must-have questions to ask before you hire. And day three, I'm going to teach you how to fill your group practice spending less than an hour a week on marketing. Join me live. I cannot wait to answer all of your questions. See you there. Now, talk a little bit about a sa- like what should actually be in a sales email and how often are they having the CTAs? Because they don't want to annoy their client. And, and I, I don't suggest every single email saying book a call, book a call. But yeah, what's a good cadence? 
Absolutely. And that's the the great part about a sales campaign or a sales email series is that you're not actually asking for them to, for the sell, so to speak, until email number six. How great is that? So the first couple emails are just building a rapport, Mm -hmm. kind of building trust, building a relationship. And then at the end, that's when you really ask for the sell. So I can go over a little bit into these email sales campaigns. Like I said, that first email is delivery of the lead magnet. And it's just quick. It's like, here's the free thing that you asked for. And that's it. It's pretty much three, four sentences. The, uh, some of the other emails, and you can do these in different orders depending on, because like I said, they build on one another, is this problem solution. So think of a problem that, you know, we're going back to that pain point. Think of a problem that your ideal client faces every day, some challenge, and then talk about it. And then talk about how, you know, th- counseling can be the solution to it. Therapy can be the solution to it. So what's that, what is that doing? It's helping them to, cause they're self-identifying. They're like, oh my gosh, that's me. They're speaking mm-hmm. to me. And then you talk about a solution. You're giving them hope. You're giving them this idea that, that there can be some kind of resolution to their problem, to their pain point. Uh, some of the other ones are testimonial story. Now, you know, it's really hard to get testimonials in your field. That's not really something, but stories, people love a story. You know, story's been around for millions of years. It's the way that we carried down history. And Mm -hmm. so again, a story that goes back to that problem. So we're taking one idea and we're continuing it in these email series, a paradigm shift, overcoming an objection. And those are some of the other emails that we do. And then this last email is actually asking for the sell. It's saying, Hey guys, is it time? And then giving them something like, let's book a, you know, free 15 minute consult, something like that. Okay. Yes. In these emails, I'm assuming you're providing them moments, aha moments, tips where they begin to, I believe, give them a quick win. So over the six emails, they're like, oh, wow, I tried that breathing technique and it worked. Okay. Whoa. I can't imagine actually talking to this person and and this being my therapist, what I'm going to get. Right. Absolutely. Anytime that you can provide little tidbits, insights, like you said, the aha moments, Mm-hmm. things that they can actually put into place in their life immediately that's creating that value and why wouldn't they want to come to you after you've you know helped them so much already for free yeah exactly can you speak a little bit about the importance of the lead magnet being you mentioned ideal client and being around a, a specific person because I, th- I assume, or in my experience anyway, that if it's too general, it doesn't really work because everyone's selling therapy, quote unquote, or offering therapy. So you mentioned you're a parent with a child on the spectrum. Would you click that if you saw that uh, four ways to get your kid out of the house by to go to school on time, like that would speak directly to you. So I would assume the the members and the therapists that follow me typically have one stop shops. I help them build niche packages. This is something I'm doing new, which is exciting. But speak about that. Should they have a bunch of lead magnets because they are a one-stop shop or should they really hone in on just one? Yeah. So I say to start with just hone in on one. If you're offering like different services and products, maybe down the line, maybe you can have that as you're building it out, but focus on the one, really focus on that niche. Like you said, 
you know, it, as a parent to someone who has a child who's on the spectrum, I would be hungry. You're hungry. You are yeah, hungry. You can't click them. book now fast enough. Right. I have been on, you know, I'm on Facebook groups and things like that. And there are so many that are asking the same question over and over again. So that's something as creating, as far as creating the lead magnet that you can look at, get in there, see what the conversations, what conversations are being had in parent groups. If that's, if that's your ideal client. Ooh, um, like so that's that. the first thing is, is to, re- is to kind of create that ideal client. Now, sometimes people get into the minutia of it and they're like, my ideal client is 35. And it, it's not that creating your ideal client, like the customer persona is about creating some generalizations about them. It's really saying this group has this in common. Now, not everyone is going to have that same, like those same yeah. things, but you can get- Get clear on the problem that you solve. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I find focusing, because what activates people to take action is focusing on the problem, right? Like, oh my gosh, I have this problem. What? There's a way, there's a way to feel better. And it seems like, whoa, it's only in 12 weeks if I commit to therapy or whatever it is, I am in. What is your phone number? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you're able to create that value to create. And then by knowing the problem, you're able to create a lead generator because you're not going to give your email to someone if you don't really see the value in it. And so that's really a great way if you create some kind of lead magnet and you're not seeing the results, then Mm -hmm. maybe you need to go back and start like, look at that customer, look at their problem, define it more. Maybe you are being too general. And so really getting down to the nitty gritty of it. Another mistake that I see often is that people want to answer all the problems. We're not there to answer all the problems. You know, like the example that you gave is four ways to get your kiddo to, you know, to school on time. That is a very specific problem within some of the other struggles that I have. Yeah, exactly. You're focusing in on that. Yeah. I think it's Donald Miller, the author of StoryBrand. Love that book. We'll put it in the show notes. Doesn't he say what's definable is findable? Did he say that? I just love that. What's definable, be definable and you will be findable. Be really, really clear. And I find sometimes, I'm curious about your thoughts about this. We had a 10-week ADHD brain training program at my clinic before we sold it. And I have I ended up having one of my twins has ADD. And at that time, it was easy. I was my ideal client. So it was so easy to speak to her because I'm like, I know it's so hard to get them to put on their socks and brush their teeth and get out the door. So I'm going to help you with exactly that. So is it okay if the therapist is the ideal client? I mean, I feel in some ways, they know the problem the most. Yes, it is okay with the exception of is you never want to be talking about about a problem that you're currently facing. You want to come at it from, I've been dealing with this. This is what I've learned. And this is what's worked. Yeah. And this is what's worked because they're looking for a guide. They're looking for someone who's, you know, has already struggled with it or has experience with it. Who's like three steps ahead. It sounds like. Exactly. And that's all you need to be is a couple steps ahead. We're yeah. not talking about being like miles ahead and you're like, I, you know, have a million years of experience with this and whatever. It's like just be a couple steps ahead and be like, we've, you know, faced this. Um, I get it. The the nice thing about it is that you ha- can empathize with them. 
Yeah. And they are going to love that. If you can empathize with them, they're going to get excited. They're going to, they get, you know, like Nicole gets me. Yeah. I mean, therapists are, we're professional empathizers, by the way. You know, that's like, we've got that skill. We mastered it. We went to school for so long. But what I'm thinking is if you can connect on some level with your ideal client, it just helps with the, it's easy to come up with what you know they need. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh my gosh, if somebody would have told me that, I would have clicked on that and worked with that person. Yeah. So let's jump into, okay, what is one thing that they can start today? Yeah. So I would say the first thing that you want to probably do is create that lead magnet. Um, And actually, let me back up. I changed my mind. Can I change my mind? You can. (laughs) The first thing you want to do is to create that clear customer persona. Mm. Know who they are. Where do they shop? What do they like to do? What does their family life like look like? Are they married? Are they single? How many kids do they roughly have? Like really create that customer persona. Because if you have a clear idea of who you're like, you know, creating content for, you're going to be able to create better content. Once you have that, then you can move into the lead magnet because then you're able to understand their problem better. You're able to, like you said, not be as general, but very specific to their problem and to speaking to them. Yeah. Yeah. When you're definable, you're findable. Amazing. If people, they're going to want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook at Therapy Marketing Solutions. I was going to say .com. My website is actually .com. So Therapy Marketing Solutions, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, and then my website. Okay. And you have to share because Heather has something amazing for you guys. I can't believe you're giving away this for free. Please tell them. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this. You guys, to help you with lead magnets, I have created some lead magnet templates where we kind of talk about how to create a lead magnet. And then we have Canva templates that you can just go in and create the lead magnet step-by-step. We walk you through it. So this is a new service that we're providing. We are offering it to you guys for free. So you guys can go and get a lead magnet for free. Start working on it. Within a couple hours, you will have a lead magnet. And we will also help you in launching that lead magnet. Oh, that is so great. So literally they just jump in. It tells them this is like, this is the general design. This is what you write. All they need to know is their expertise and who they're talking to. Who's their ideal client. Yep. Yeah. We walk them through the whole process. Amazing. So, so good. Get in there guys. I'm actually going to take a peek for you as well. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. I hope this episode was helpful. I would be so grateful if you would share this with a peer or colleague that is wanting to help more people make more money and have more freedom. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any new episodes and please do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next one.